No, no, no pundit on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Dreadful. Dumb and dumb, I'd call it. Hello and welcome back to the 40 Yard Switch, episode 67. We're coming to you live. It'll be on Thursday by the time you listen to it, but on a Wednesday afternoon. Quite lovely that me and Will were both free on a Wednesday afternoon. Will is a little under the weather, so he's taken the day off work, but he's still well enough to record with us. How you, how you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired, but not too bad. Yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. Happy to, re- happy to be recording a pod. Yeah. Um... So, uh, a short week, somewhat of Premier League action. Three games postponed, and then hand f- and then some some good games, uh, but then also a couple of a couple of snoozes. Uh, as far as the weekend's action in, in the Premier League was, uh, in as far concerned. As concerned. That's the one. Yeah, yeah I knew I was missing a word there. <laughs> also, we thought there was going to be. I mean, we 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 said predictions about uh, Chelsea Liverpool, which got po- which was postponed. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well. But in terms of predictions, that's uh, that's the perfect segue into jumping straight into what I want to talk about. <laughs> we were both right about Everton getting a win against West Ham. 1-0 win at Goodison Park, their first win of the season. Perfect perfect scoreline prediction from yours truly, I must add. Um, Congratulations. Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, things are looking up. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I think... Um, the, the the backbone of the team like looks starting to look very strong. It's like the the two centre backs and obviously Ghana, Awobi and um Anana um <laughs> in the midfield. Um so that looks strong. Like I, we also conceded a few chances and Ben Rama hit the woodwork with one that, you know, could easily go in on another day. I think the one thing is we we still look a little bit unlike Unlikely to score, I would say. Yeah, it was a very good finish from uh, Mope. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch the full game, but Tim said that it was definitely a little bit out of the blue. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we didn't I, create much. I watched. I watched the whole second half, and um, or most of the second half. No, no, yeah, no. I watched the whole second half, um, and so I missed the goal. Uh, but I did think that. Um, that you you guys created moments, but like there was a couple of times, Gray fizzed the ball across the box, wasn't finished. Um, Gordon was quiet. So yeah, I think it was definitely not creating as many chances as you'd hope. But I feel like you're still creating chances with a, a, a new front three still figuring each other out, and with a new and with a team that again was a, was a change starting eleven to the week before. Mm. So I feel like, and it's the same thing that happened with our outdoor team Melbourne Uni once you get the same 11 playing multiple times in a row everything sort of gels together and yeah. then the chances will come uh, and also Mope that's a great finish that's a massive confidence booster you could see him really hit, hit the ground after this and also once Dom comes back the competition between the two strikers could result in more yeah yeah so I True. think I think yeah like the like West like West Ham despite them being in the bottom half, bottom three, are still a good side. And you're always going to... Like, they drew against Tottenham, what, a week ago. So yeah. you're always going to concede chances to them. Anyone is. But 
you held out pretty well and without your your, your you know international caliber goalkeeper in goals mm. yeah no you're right it's, it, it's definitely good signs and I, I think you know shoring up defensively and I think yeah one of the best defensive records in the Premier League yeah, at the moment third least con- goals conceded in the league yeah after having so many issues there um, is really good and like you say yeah I think things can things can work going forward once the team gels a little bit so yeah yeah it's good it's good science and um also a, a massive issue that has been Everton not just last season but in seasons previous really good for, against defending set pieces this season yeah led mostly by Tarkovsky and Cody but also helped out by players like Onana because he's so big yeah but like yeah your set piece defensive and like Tarkovsky had like I think there was one corner where he headed it clear and then there was another header on goal like a second later and he heads that one clear as well yeah he's been he's been well the whole back line's been rock solid yeah uh, it's, it's definitely a big one it, it, it was an issue um for us for quite a long time up until very recently so, yeah 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 no and i think honestly like i'm almost happy that we didn't that like we didn't play you because of the postponements because that would have been right after the united game and we who knows like you guys on the up ice guys potentially faltering after losing a game was it going to be a goodison or emirates i'm not sure but actually no i was going to be at the emirates because you guys have played two home games in a row now yeah true but still, like I, I'm, I'm almost glad that we avoided that because that would have been, ended up being quite a tricky fixture. And I think Everton going forward will be a very tricky fixture for every team they play. Because mm. like, like that's where it's where like if if you're built on being very stout at the back, maybe you say chances you know are a little bit hard to come by at the moment. But that will improve with time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. If you had to look at your Everton's next few games, we'll get their next five up. And it wants to load. We've got, We've got Southampton, United, Spurs, Newcastle, Crystal Palace. So tough, get, tricky games, but if we, yeah, if 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 we get if we get like I'd expect to get six points out of the Southampton and Crystal Palace games. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I definitely want that, and then maybe like. Maybe like another four points, I think, I think would be good. So you'd say 10 points from, from a possible yeah, 15? I mean, that'd be huge. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon if, I reckon realist, I, realist. I, from all of them, yeah. Maybe if we can get like more than six points. Yeah, I was going to say realistically, I reckon eight or nine points from those games would be a good return. Yeah. Whether, whether that's two wins and three draws or three wins or whatever, but. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a tricky run of games. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how how we go against United now being quite looking quite strong at Old Trafford in particular. Tottenham obviously very good, and and Newcastle on the up. Maybe a little bit up and down, but yeah, you know, they're 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 a hard team to play against. It's a Goodison, um, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah, than playing it. But your away form has been has been better after how catastrophic it was last season your away form has been much better to start this season yeah and also i feel like i feel like i don't know maybe i've just got a soft spot for everton from you know you but um i feel like i was i was sort of hearing people i was talking to just here and there be like and i, I kept saying to them you know, when everton came up in conversation 
Everton have gotten better every game for the past four games. Like, don't be surprised if they win against West Ham, or don't be surprised if they start winning games and they're all like, and I, or just like they're a good team and they're getting better. And she'd be like dismissing it like, oh, all this good play, all this getting better, they haven't even won a game yet. And just, you know, it's the same thing that casual fans kind of say. But it's like, this is why you need to be patient with like the process because those who only saw results on a page or those who only watched three-minute highlights on Optusport or wherever you get them maybe wouldn't have realized over the progression of games how Everton were improving every game. But yeah. it was it was evident to see. We we we, we watched pretty much every Everton game, and it it was it was clear as day to see that from the Forest game to was, was Liverpool straight after, or was there another game in before that? I can't, I can't remember. So there was the, there was the game before the no, no the it was the Forest game was the, was the first point you got. Then there was another game you drew. Then there was the cup win. Then there was another game you drew, and then there was Liverpool draw, which you probably arguably could argue that you should have won. And then I was just felt like the natural progression was, even against a good team like West Ham, I just... And we both felt it. We were like, Everton will win this game because of how their trajectory has been as a team. Yeah. They drew away at Brentford. There you go. Yeah. Which is another good result. It's a good result, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree. Like, it, it, it was, it's easy to look at them, I think. It, sorry, it's easy to look at results. Um up, up until the West Ham game and think that they're in trouble, especially in the context of what happened at the end of last season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Frank's done a very good job and it's definitely the best transfer window that we've had in a very long time. Very long time, yeah. And like, yeah. E- even people from previous transfer windows like Mikolenko and Patterson are kicking on. So it's good, but there's there's Still definitely there's, yeah. there's work to be done. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think... Mina gets back into the centre back pairing, or are they too good to? Nah, nah, no, not yeah. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anyone if yeah. They're if, the, if they're those the, two are fit. Yeah, they're the two best defenders, best centre backs at your team in your in your at the club now. Yeah, yeah, but by, by a bit too. Yeah, I think. I think like so. it's just it's a very good pair. I feel like when Mina was the best centre back at Everton, he was the best of a not a very good crop. Yeah. Well, I guess Ben Godfrey was about was 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 becoming good, but he wasn't there yet. But like, I feel like getting these two established guys in has kind of shown what how bad Everton were for a little while defensively like at the back. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see um you know once Godfrey's fit, I'd I'd like to see him playing. Um, but yeah, no one else. Kane, Holgate, Mina, um, Braithwaite, Braithwaite. Yeah, Braithwaite's on loan at PSV, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, none of them. I, I, yeah, I feel a bit. Yeah, not bad, but I suppose just disappointed that Kane's kind of just fallen off the. Yeah. Because I thought I thought he was quite good, and he he was actually he scored quite a few goals as well from centre back pieces. Yeah. Anyway. But it's just certain. So when you don't address certain like tactical, like certain technical flaws in your game, and they yeah. go sort of un undressed for so long they can become serious problems anyway Everton looking good uh, next game against Southampton they'll look to make it two wins from two um, actually well, while, while we're here let's give a prediction for that <laughs> for Southampton so Southampton away I'm pretty sure yeah it is Southampton away Southampton still mirrors. Uh I think we'll I'll say we'll win yeah, uh, we'll... so I'll say 2-1. I feel like I always say 2-1. You do. You always say 2-1. <laughs> All right. No, I'll stick with 2-1. Stick with 2-1. <laughs> um, 
I'm going to go 2-0. I don't reckon Southampton have that much about them to break you guys down. Um, and I, think, I reckon I reckon uh, Gray or Gordon, one of those two, will get back on the score to this game. I think Southampton are good. I, I, I reckon they've got a few goals in them. That I, game. I think they're good. I just don't think they'll be... Oh, actually, yeah, away from home, maybe. But, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, Everton's defensive record against everyone's been pretty good this year. Like, only teams are really, like... Like since they lost the Chelsea game and the, the first two games, the only teams to really like break them down but be lucky not to score was um, Liverpool, Brentford, oh, yeah. and Liverpool. But yeah. like, yeah, but yeah, I feel like yeah, I'm gonna go two 0 I don't know. I'm I'm back in Everton's defense at the moment. They look very solid. True. Um. All right, moving on to my boys, Arsenal. Uh, return to the top of the table. <laughs> Uh, with a comfortable in the end 3-0 win away at Brentford um, perfect response really to the Man United game I couldn't have asked for much more yeah the, it was just ev- everything that was I don't know I suppose good about Arsenal up until the United game was just was just back in back in full swing mm. uh, Gabby Jesus just like so lively creating so much um, and yeah I the Vieira goal was obviously an amazing finish, but it was preceded by a very nice passage of passing play. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just good. Yeah. Uh, I think the 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 postponement due to the, the Queen's passing came at a really good time because it allowed Thomas Partey to get back up to full fitness. And you just saw he came back into the team and was just like, no disrespect to Sammy the Conga, but he's so much better than him. Mm. Um, so, yeah, he he's one of the most crucial players in our team which with everything that's going on is is a bit of a worry but uh yeah he, alongside character arc yes granite shaka Ca- character arc granite shaka is correct because my god it has been some arc from i think it was 2019 it's when he got subbed off to the booze through the armband told the fans to fuck off thought i thought he was going to be gone almost sold to roma like last window um, even rumours that he was going to leave this window with Tielemans potentially coming in. Thank God we didn't do that because, yeah, he's been, he's playing as good as he's ever played in an Arsenal shirt. Looking, He's looking like the Granite Shack of the pace for Switzerland, to be honest. Yeah, that's actually something that I was thinking about. Um, yeah, when I was when I was catching up on the game. That, yeah, he, he played so well for Switzerland. And I feel like, yeah, now, now we're definitely starting to see that. Yeah. And just... You know, it just seems like such a big leader for the group as well. Yeah. Um, and he's got the armband back. And also, for the first time in a long time, Arsenal fans were singing his name on the weekend. Right. Which was just so wholesome. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It's a very... it's a, I feel like it's a very rare thing to see these days, to, to fall out of favour and then... Um, Get back in yeah. favour. Yeah. I think that's just him as a person. Though. I feel like... move along so quickly. Yeah. But I think it's just indicative of who he is as a person, like, or at least who he seems to be as a person. Like, that moment with the incident at, against Crystal Palace three years ago was just, like, a horrible combination of the worst sort of circumstances. But it, that wasn't indicative of everything else about Shaka from uh, in his time at Arsenal has been a, sta- a stand-up professional a really good guy, a great mentor to young kids. Apparently, he's he's been doing his coaching badges, helping coaching the under-16s, and he was the one that told Arteta about Ethan Nwaneri, who yeah. came off, the youngest player who came on for Arsenal. So it's just like, he's just so integrated into the club. Seems to be a great 
leader on the pitch um, and, you know, deserves to be uh, the vice-captain. And, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. And the final thing I'll say about this game is um, I thought the defence and, like, Thomas Frank remarked on how good he thought Saliba was after the game. But, yeah, defence really stifled Mbemo and Tony really well. Like, they barely had a sniff, and that's two of the best forwards in the comp. So... Yeah, yeah, that's the thing that I was going to say. Like, you know, it's been heavily documented how hard of a place uh, Brentford has been to go um, this season. Um, and, yeah, just just withstood it seemingly pretty easily. Yeah. It's just annoying. It's like, we can beat Brentford 3-0, United can lose to Brentford 4-0, and we can lose to United 3-1. <laughs> <It's> like, <sighs> but, yeah, I suppose that's the thing that it is, is interesting is um, I was actually reading a thread on Reddit about um, whether people thought Arsenal were like title contenders and yeah obviously the thing that always comes up is against top six yeah um, and people were making some interesting <laughs> they always do interesting on Reddit. things on Reddit about you know making the calculations even if I if even if they don't get any points against top six oppositions you can still get 80 win 100% of the other games <laughs> you still get 84 points and then there was an argument about whether 80 points is enough to get you a title these days no anyway yeah. i disagree i don't reckon it is no it's not but i don't think that you know that that sort of narrative about arsenal is like they can't do it against the top six is gonna hold this year you don't reckon no i don't think so and, and i don't think it even really necessarily held against united like there's a dis like a lot of things went on in that game yeah I think it was a goal, and there was periods in that game where Arsenal looked far more likely. Yeah. I think, yeah, I just feel like the mentality of that Arsenal group is a lot different to Arsenal playing groups in the past who have struggled against the top six. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there was... There was elements of naivety in that Arsenal game against United just in the way we conceded some of the goals, but I feel like... These days, when stuff like that happens, it gets corrected very quickly and doesn't really happen again. So I wouldn't be surprised in the next big game we have, we, we're better. And I think that's the North London derby. But Exactly. Like, it's, it's a wake-up call and you get the wake-up call first, you know. Um, sorry, not first, but early on in the season. And I, and I think, yeah, definitely can be corrected. Yeah. Because, yeah, the next two games are Tottenham at the Emirates, Liverpool at the Emirates. So, like, I think the narrative around Arsenal could be very different. Yeah, although if, if, if we games. lose to both those two games, then it won't be. But, yeah, I also feel like, especially with how Liverpool are playing this year, we can at least not lose to them. And Tottenham, like, I, even, I, Tottenham could be top of the league and I'd still back us to beat them at the Emirates. Because it's, it's just, you throw everything out the, out the window in a derby game. Yeah. Not that I'm saying, like, Tottenham is shit. It's just, like, in a derby game, I'm always going to think we can win. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I feel like a lot, so maybe not a lot hinges, but the narrative around Arsenal could be very different. Yeah, and also after those two yeah, games, two it's, almost, it's, it's almost the 10-game milestone in the season, and after 10 games, you can, you know, that stereotype about, or that cliche about how you can kind of roughly see what the table's going to look like yeah. at the end of the season. So yeah, if, if we get four points from those two games, I'll be happy. Um, well, six points, I'll be over the moon, but I'd take four. Um, and then we're still thereabouts in the in the top four. Um, I don't think we're title champion. Contending uh, for the title this year. Uh, Thomas Frank said that in his post match interview. He's like, well, we just got thoroughly beaten by a team that's probably going to be 
challenging for the title this year. He's just being nice. But um, I, I, I could see it. I swear, I swear, I can see it. You can see it, especially, especially. I think the next two games are huge. Yeah, because I think they're they're winnable, but they're also sort of. I don't know ones that if you if you take six points out of those two games, yeah, I just think the sort of the way that they think about it could, you know, you start to believe. I suppose yeah, what I'm trying that's to say. True. That's true. Well, we, sh- we shall wait and see. We've got an international break in the meantime, so hopefully all our players can get right for that because I'm pretty sure Zinchenko's still injured. But Tierney's been. That's the great thing about having Tierney is and Zinchenko both in the team is like if one of them's injured, the other one's going to be just as good. Yeah. Um, White wasn't picked for England, which I might touch on briefly later, which which means he'll be fresh to go. Um, and Thomas Partey, I mean, he may have been picked for Ghana, but it's, he's hoping he stays fit. Anyway, moving on. It's always a question mark. From the top of the table to rock bottom of the table. Uh, Leicester lost 6-2 to Tottenham in a game where they were drawing two all at halftime before getting blown away by a Hyungmin Son second-half substitute hat-trick. Uh, you could uh, we could talk about how good Tottenham were and how much they blew Leicester away and how they're sitting third in the league. They're doing very well. Uh, I can take nothing away from Spurs. I know I know I'm a Spurs hater, but credit where it's due, they're doing very well. But I feel like the more prevalent storyline here is Leicester are rock bottom of the Premier League. Have conceded 22 goals in seven games, uh, 17 away from home. It's bad really bad yeah it's yeah it's, it's it's very worrying just the defensive side of it um i think i think the one thing that leicester fans might take solace in is the fact that they do look good going forward and if potentially if you get a different manager in it could shore them up uh de- defensively a little bit better it could but then i'm also thinking like you sold your best defender and then brought in some guy from the french league who like Remains to be seen if he's good or not. Looks like a David Lewis regen. Um, just I'm basing that just off his hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's just like you can bring in a new manager, and that might very well help. I, I do think I agree with you. That I think Brendan Rodgers' days are numbered at, at, at Leicester, but with a squad that is exactly the same as last year, arguably worse because you brought you. Like, I think whoever they brought in for Fafana is a downgrade. Just, and like with an aging body, oh, it's definitely worse. It's yeah, definitely worse. It's like it's just like, like yeah, you, you can definitely say that this side should not be getting relegated. They're good enough for that, but like it can't get much better def- defensively. I feel like it's like it's like the personnel just aren't that good. I feel like I don't know. I, f- I feel like it can get better defensively. You think? I feel like there's. I feel like Johnny Evans. I, I, I feel like there's lots you can do, but like in terms of effort, before the kind of quality side of it comes, like especially that second half against Tottenham. True, true. Like Son Son Human was very good, but like we spoke about, it's given a lot of time on on a few occasions yeah. to come up with those finishes. And I guess James Justin gives away the ball. Wilfred and Dirity gives away the ball. Yeah, and it gives them like four on two, three on two situations. Yeah, I. I, I don't think Leicester will get relegated. I, no, neither. I, I think I think that a lot of them, a, a lot of it can be ironed out, but I think it's just a very important lesson in you do need to, like to 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 stay, to stay in the same spot in the Premier League. You have to improve. Yeah. Um. Each year. 
But yeah, they're definitely in a very difficult yeah. spot now. I just think I, I, maybe it was it was an overreaction from me to say that like I don't think it can get any better defensively. But I just if you look at their back line, their fullbacks are good. James Justin, Timothy Castagna, Pereira off the bench, good. But then the defenders, I don't know about this guy. He's an unknown, the new guy. Starts his name, last name starts with W. Uh, but then they've got Johnny Evans, who's not getting any younger, and Amati, who's not a centre back. Like yeah, I don't Amati's care what you good. say, he's rubbish. Oh, uh, he's not rubbish. He's just very average. Um, and then Soyuncu seems to be completely out of favour. I'm not even sure if he's still out. I'm pretty sure he's still out Leicester. But if he is at Leicester, he's not. He's not playing. So I don't really get that. So it's just like. Leicester's defence, in my opinion, has gotten worse. And Amati isn't that old, but is not up at the level. And Evans is only going to be getting worse from here. So mm-hmm. in the middle of the park, where which is, which is as we uh, highlighted with Everton before, it's it's important. And they've, that's the area they've gotten worse the most significantly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about Stoyan Chu. But yeah. But yeah um... Yeah, they've definitely got big, big problems at centre back. I think, yeah, I think some of the ground can be made up a little bit, and it can be shored up a little bit with potentially some, I don't know, more effort than they gave in the second half against yeah. Tottenham and some other things. But yeah, there's there's some quality issues there as as well. Yeah, I think the keeper really doesn't seem up to it. Oh yeah, and that's very, another thing. Yeah. Very prone to mistakes. This is, not, this is another thing that like pissed me off so much. It's like, yeah, you replaced Fafana with a guide from the French league, but you sold your captain and one of your best ever players at Casper Schmeichel and didn't bother to replace him because you thought Danny Ward was good enough. Yeah. Like he's he may he makes a couple of nice saves in it here and there, but any any keeper half worth their salt will make a couple of nice saves. It doesn't make you a Premier League keeper. And he is, without a doubt, of the 20 keepers who are starting in the Premier League today, he's without a doubt the worst one. Yeah. Like, and that, and like, yeah. And yeah, like, I, I'd agree. He just, yeah, he doesn't see, he doesn't seem up for it. Yeah, like that, that, that error he makes for Arsenal's like second or third goal. When we yeah, played yeah. It's shocking. It's yeah. inexcusable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, yeah, what happened with what what happens with Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, and I suppose no matter what happens with him, it's yeah. I, I think like you've spoken about, they they haven't invested properly. No, and you can only blame Brendan Rodgers so yeah. much. That that and to be fair, they have had a tough run of games. They've they've played us. They've played Spurs. They've played one or two other decent teams. I think they played City maybe. Um, but their next five games are Forest at home, Bournemouth, Palace at home, Leeds at home, Wolves. Mm. That's five games where they have to pick up points from at least three or four of them. I think they will too. You think? Yeah, I think they will too. Yeah, I also don't I, think they're going to lose all five of those. But you don't win at least three. Yeah, and it's it's not great. Then you're in trouble. Yeah. Because if you look at if you look at the teams that are around the bottom with them, Forest, yeah, could could be still where they are when after those five. West Ham will go will will start to climb the table. I've got no doubt about that. Um, and then you look, Wolves, Crystal Palace, I both also think are better than where they are on the table. Uh, Aston Villa, you never know. Uh, and then it's Southampton and Everton, who we've both said are a decent team. So it's like if you don't pick up points over the next five games, you could be really left in the lurch. Yeah, I think a lot of people have been speaking about it and like 
if any anybody this season, if they're not careful, could yeah. could go down. Like it's so tight below like tenth. Yeah, and it's, then, it's uh, crazy. Outside of Bournemouth, there's really no team who you're like, yep, they're definitely getting relegated. Yeah. I think if you look at it now, b- b- below 10th now, anyone could go down. Like, Everton included. Like, you know, we've had... Uh, we've, we've spoken about how they're improving. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, it's nothing's guaranteed, yeah. You've got to be very careful. And Leeds have looked good too, but yeah, you, you know, you can turn on a knife edge. But yeah. Uh, sp- uh, speaking of a team that's maybe actually... we can update our relegation predictions sometime soon. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should do it after 10 games. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um... So, from Leicester to Brighton. It's not a good segue, but I'm going to roll with it. <laughs> uh, the Brighton currently sit fourth, thanks to the work and the great start of Graham Potter, who's now signed for Chelsea, which we mentioned last week. But they've just signed a new guy to be their manager. I can't remember his name, but he's Italian. He used to, he used to manage at Sassuolo and Shakhtar Donetsk. Apparently, his time at Shakhtar was cut short due to the uh, situation in Ukraine. So I've heard good things from, albeit from, you know, a couple of Reddit comments and a couple um, people online just saying this guy was really good, but... Roberto De Zerbi. De Zerbi, there we go. De Zerbi, yeah. Um, seemed like he was doing pretty well at Shakhtar and people were sad to see him go because of, of the war, but um, I feel if, if, if everything's to be believed... It feels like another, you know, whoever's making the decisions higher up at Brighton seems to have a bit about them. Like, yeah, not just signing any old, you know, English manager or manager who's been around the English football for a while. They're like, they're gonna go and, like they did with Potter, go and get a guy who isn't known in the English sphere that well, but is successful, has been successful elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. They they seem very just astute in in all their decisions. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's he, he's got like a long CV, um, and seems to have made teams better better at lots of the places where he's gone. Like it, most notably, Sassuolo. Sassuolo, yeah, I don't know how to say it either. Sassuolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it it definitely seems very astute, and yeah. it'd be interesting to see because how it goes. He's like Brighton. Uh, it's hard to tell because like. Are like are they just a good team that that was also well managed, or was Graham Potter doing miracles with that team? Because like we've said, there's not many like amazing players on that team on paper. Yeah. But then the way they play was seems like a, a little bit above their pay grade. Yeah. But then again, it could like if all these players have been so well coached for so long, if another good coach comes in, they could still perform at a high level. So I feel like the blueprint is there for them to continue to be good. This manager just needs to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. He's definitely in inheriting, like a, a very good squad, uh, or or at least a very hard working squad with a few players who are quite good. So yeah, yeah. Also, Adam Lallana's time as a player manager didn't even get to play a game. So. Oh no. Was he? Was he actually? Yeah, he was official. He was, he was the official player manager until they signed someone. But <laughs> the Queen, the Queen's uh, passing meant that he didn't get to fill that dream. Been interesting. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, um, I still think that like, if, like unless this guy goes catastrophically bad, I, th- I think they're a top half team. The, obviously, Potter leaving hurts their chances of making Europe because I think that probably would have been a fair uh, would have been a goal of theirs, especially considering their start of their season. Mm. But um, yeah, it remains to be seen how that, how that uh, eventuates. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about, 
just quickly that, um, before we sound off is the England squad that was announced for the international break this weekend. Good idea. Um, the two dot points that I have on it because it's a pretty typical England squad. But the first was <laughs> Maguire and Shaw included, um, which is mad. Which is a bit ridiculous, uh, especially considering maybe this doesn't really include Shaw, but. Maguire was included, and Ben White and James Tarkovsky, who are w- both way more deserving, were not picked. And it just comes back to this whole Gareth and his favoritism thing, though. And it's just like, I get you've got favourites, and I get, you know, he's performed well for the England team before, but, like, at what point are you going to pick a guy who just simply hasn't... Like, he started off the season playing terribly, was dropped, has played once in the in the Europa League now since, and, like, they lost that game. I guess he played the other night and they won, but or or, or did he? Did, did did he play in the game that they won? Yeah, Harry? no, he didn't play. Well, exactly. So he's he's played in nothing but losses in the three games he's played this this mm. year. <laughs> he's been dropped, and then they've won every other game. I'm pretty sure. Maybe yeah, they've they've literally won every other game. It and it, then you've got James Tarkovsky, who's transformed in Everton backline, and Ben White, admittedly playing right back, but like he's a centre back and he's a very good centre back. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's. It, I do feel a little bit for for Gareth because I, yeah. because you know at, at the end of the day he he does have relationships with these players, and and then the other thing is that you know we talk about like you know how, how consistency helps teams. It, it, must, it must be so hard as an international manager, you know, like because, you know, you, you you want to pick the team based on, you know, who's done well for you in the past to keep consistency. But, you know, you really like I agree with you. Harry Maguire shouldn't be in the squad um, like because you just you just can't ignore the sort of things that go on between the international breaks. But I, I see where it's kind of difficult because, you know, you, you want to try to keep, keep some consistency in the team. And it also seems... It seems harsh. Like, it seems stupid because, you know, this should be all merit. But it seems harsh to, you know, him be in the English squad for so long and then miss out on the World Cup. Yeah. It, that does seem harsh. And, like, I'm not taking away from the fact that Harry Maguire has been good for England and was was our best defender at the Euros, probably, mm. outside of maybe Kyle Walker. But, oh, actually, no, Luke Shaw was very good as well. But like, the, he came back into the team and was good for us. Like, was 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 one of the reasons we got to where we got to. But yeah, again, you can't ignore like the same errors that he was making at club level last year. He's making again this year. He and like there's a clear correlation between him being in the team and him being out of the team and the team and United's success. Um, yeah, so it's tough, and especially if you look at the reverse correlation of Tarkovsky coming in. I think they lost the they lost his first game against Villa. Haven't lost a game since. Yeah. Um, and Ben White. Yeah, I mean phenomenal player yeah. and then also Ben White if, if Gareth Southgate's going to play this three at the back system which he looks like he's playing because he's selected a stupid amount of defenders five midfielders and, I can't pretend, <laughs> and some attackers um, I'm not going to count it up because I, I can't bother getting it in front of me but it was like oh actually here we go he's, he's selected one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve defenders yeah, it's it's stupid. It's, it's stupid. really stupid. Yeah, like, like and so, but Ben White, he's played at right back and centre back, which means he would be perfect to play in the right sided centre back. Yeah, or in a back three, like, and he's played that for Brighton and played that for Leeds, like. So anyway, <laughs> it, it it is just very frustrating. Yeah, um, and like, I suppose I've just gone on a whole thing about how it's harsh to drop Harry Maguire, but 
it is a bit ridiculous. Like the, the way that he kind of has his players that he likes and just picks them. Yeah, is it's 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 bad, really. It 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 it, it really should be picked on merit so that everyone gets a chance to play. Yeah, I mean, no, for their country. Like, no, no other national team is a player playing this badly and and getting picked. Yeah, like look at Gabriel Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel of Arsenal, Gabriel. Uh, sorry, not Arsenal, Gabriel. Gabriel centre back, Gabriel Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus. All of them have been playing decent, except for Gabriel, who's had a couple of years. None of them made the Brazilian national team. Really? That that's how like steep the competition is. Yeah, like they'll probably be in the conversation for the World Cup, but none of them made it for this international break. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I suppose that that's the thing. Like, there, it's not like there's not competition for Harry Maguire's spot yeah, either. There is. Know? It's just strange that he's still in there. But yeah, I I, th- I think the the good news story is Ivan Tony. Yeah, big time, big time. I think that's well deserved. Um, he's been knocking on that door for a while. Um, but yeah, last thing I uh, I will do before we sign off with regards to England the England team is we've got two National League games against Italy and Germany, which will probably give us the best indication of how our team is playing before we go to the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, how do you think we're going to set up? Okay, wait, can I just say one more on selection? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Henderson straight out of being injured into the squad. Wait, is he back into the team? Yeah, he's in the squad. Uh, what? He recovered from injury and is straight into the squad. For who? I don't know. But midfielders are Ward Prowse, Rice, Mount, Henderson, Bellingham. So no Phillips. Because Phillips was in the initial squad. Uh, okay, so maybe he got injured. But I think, yeah, that, that surprise, like Henderson's not been playing well. No. And he's just got, just recovered from an injury. Yeah, I wouldn't rush him back. Like, like Henderson, I think, Henderson, I think, is, is like based on performances last season and then like has, is more deserving than maybe like a Harry Maguire is but yeah like he hasn't started this season well and he's coming off an injury yeah seems silly anyway sorry. but anyway um, how, do, how do we think we're going to set up in, bo- in both both or one of these games against two very good teams how do I think Gareth's going to yeah. do it yeah. I th- it'll be a three at the back three at the back <laughs> yeah who do, you, who, who do you reckon's playing let me let me have a look Well, I think I think Harry Maguire will be in there. Yep. I, I as much as I think it's ridiculous that he's going to start him, he he will start. John Stones will be in there. Yep. And so this is the different. This, this is a, a hard Do one. you Maybe think it's going to be Cody, or do you think it's going to be uh, Luke like Shaw? As I uh, know, not Luke Shaw. Kyle Walker. Uh, wait, is Kyle Walker even? Oh, yeah, Kyle yeah, Walker cool. as, as the centre back and Reese James on the right, or Trippier on the right. Honestly, honestly, don't know. I, I, I think, I think it should be. I think it should be Connor Cody. Yeah, me too. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, he's tries to shoehorn as many right backs into the side as he can. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it'll be. I think it should, should be maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think he he will pick um, Cody. Uh, 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 so I think I think he will pick Maguire, Stones, and Walker with James. I think he should pick. Uh, not Maguire, Cody, Stones, and someone else. Um, Wait, did you say he picked Shaw on the left? I he shouldn't. I would go with Chilwell, but Chilwell. he he might even pick Trippier as a left back, knowing him. Um, also, you got to think about Tomori as well. Tomori, like, I, wait, is Shaw not in the side anymore? He's on my he was on this Instagram post that was posted six days ago, but I don't know. Maybe he's not know. here anyway. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. It's just 
Yeah, so I think it'll be Maguire, Stones, and someone, and then I think it'll be Shaw or Chilwell, and then probably Reese James. Reese James, I think. I I think Reese James on on performances deserves to be the right back. Yeah, in these well, games. He, yeah, if if Carl Walker's playing at centre back, if yeah. Carl Walker's playing at right back, then he gets picked over Reese James, but. Who do you think? I think Reese James has been really good this season. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like Carl Walker is hard to displace though when he's playing also well and has played so many minutes at right back for England. Yeah. Who do you think is going to be keeper? Yeah, I was just going to ask. Um, because Ramsdale hasn't been that great. Yeah, well, start I, the season. I, I, I'm thinking that Pope should be the one. Yeah. Who, who should get it? Oh uh, yeah, I, I, I think again, he's I, the most deserving. Yeah, because I also think. Out of these three, there's no real favoritism here. Like there is, like well, it's not favoritism. It's there's no real like clear bet number one. Like there is a Pickford, yeah, and there's no uh you know experience to fall back on to decide why you would pick a keeper. So yeah. you would pick it based on league merit. And Henderson has had a couple of blunders. Aaron Ramsdale has just looked a little shaky here and there. And Nick Pope has been incredible for Newcastle since the season started. So I think it would be him. It should be him too. Yeah. So Popey. Yeah. Then we've got um. Maguire, Stones, and... Um, yeah, okay, fuck this. What's going to do? How, let's, let's just pick how we would do it, because okay. I, I, I hate including Maguire in this team. Okay. <laughs> so Pope, Pope. I'm, I'm going to go four at the back then. Yeah, okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> and I'd go with Stones. Yep. See, this is this is where it gets hard. I'd go probably go with Stones and maybe like Tomori or, or Gahey, maybe? Yeah. Or Cody. I, go, I mean, it's, I, Cody's, Cody, Gahey, and Tomori are all good shouts. Yeah. I'll go with Cody just based on yep. um, Everton bias. Who, who, who are you going with? It? I'm going... Two centre-backs. Uh, I was going to go three at the back. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, just, 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 just because, I don't know, um, you've picked this many defenders, you might as well use them. Um, I would go Cody, Stones, and Tomori, just because I think Gahey's good, but I feel like Tomori deserves a run in this team. I think he's shown... All, all last season how good he was yeah uh, so Cody in the middle Gahey uh, on the left Tomori on the right uh, then I'd pick Walker and Chilwell I think Chilwell despite only playing a, ha- a handful of minutes this fast this season has been phenomenal um, then yeah, I go- I'd go with for, for, for the back I'd go with Reese James Cody Stones and Chilwell yeah um, and then midfielders I feel like this is a pretty obvious two to pick here yeah, go. but because I've picked three, so, oh, yeah. so you go first. Oh yeah, I just I'd, I'd go Bellingham and Rice. Yeah, I think I'd go Bellingham, Rice, and maybe Mount. Hmm. As the three, one more attacker. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I like it. If and I was then, doing if I was doing a three, I reckon I'd go Rice, and then in front of him, Bellingham and Ward Prowse. True. Um. And then up. So there's three. I have three up top. So we both have three up top. Uh, I feel like it's hard to go past Kane, Sterling, Saka. Still for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd agree. I'd agree. I, th- I just think you can't. You can't. It, it has to be Kane and Sterling. Yeah. It has to be Kane and Sterling. Yeah. Um, because they're both in form and they've both done it very well for England for us in the past under Gareth. Yeah. And then the last one. Yeah, I think. I think Saka's probably the best, but yeah. There's a number of players that could play. I think like uh, offensively, like like we have been for years, we've got the most, the the, high, the heaviest amount of talent in the forward in reserve. Yeah. Yeah, because like, you know, you've got, if Kane goes down, you've got Abraham or Tony, both very good. 
Um, if Saka goes down, you've got Foden or Bowen. Um, and if Sterling goes down, you've got Grealish. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. We, we, we can post our... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's our teams. Um, so, yeah, well, I hope, like, it'd be very interesting because this, this is essentially, the, the, I'm pretty sure it's the last international break before the World Cup. Yeah, I think it. So this is pretty huge against two 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 teams two teams or one team that isn't going to the World Cup, but one team that definitely is going to the World Cup. How do you, how do you think we're gonna do? I think I think we'll probably beat Italy. Yeah, I think we beat Italy, just because we're a little bit motivated after the Euros. And then I think, yeah, the way that the Germany game goes is the, sorry, the way the Germany game goes is going to be a very good indicator of yeah what we're going to be like. I mm. reckon. Yeah, Germany game. I really, it's hard because like with Hansi Flick managing them now, they're quite quite an attractive team to watch. Mm. Yeah, it's a hard one. Yeah, um, but yeah, I reckon, I reckon. My gut feeling is we is we is we beat Italy, we lose to Germany, and the confidence of the England fans <laughs> is in tatters. <laughs> yeah. I also get the feeling we're going to lose to Germany. Yeah. But, but that'll do us for another week. Uh, as always, if you've liked what you heard, give us a follow on Spotify. Uh, give us a nice rating while you're there. And uh, follow or us on, on Instagram. Yeah, on the Instagram <laughs> as well. Uh, 40yardswitch.pod. Um, and yeah, uh, he's been Wilby. I've been Woodson. And we'll see you next week. Bye.